Hello, Doug. Hey, what's up, Karen? Well. 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 Um. I'm tired. I know you were yawning before we even begin recording. I know. I might be extra yawny tonight. Oh, well, okay. I won't take offense. Yeah. And it's not you. And it's not, it's not you, it's not you listeners. It's, um, it's not the episode. Well, maybe a little it, bit. It could be. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's not doing us any favors. But it's just, I was at a conference all weekend and then I kind of like didn't get any like decompressed time. So I kind of had to hit the ground running on Monday. So it's just been a little bit nonstop and I'm extra tired. We'll find a way to, to guide you through. Okay, thank you. I'm going to be relying on you, Doug. Oh my god, the pressure. The I pressure. know. Well, I'm relying on you. I'm I just opened up my notes. I was like, "Oh yeah, I should probably look at those cuz that will be helpful. Otherwise, it would have been a really useless guide." Uh, um, well, this is my last day of, of of my cheat sheet from good old Ken Hart because yeah. he gave up. <laughs> it seems to be We we know for sure that he didn't die between the seasons, right? No, well, I mean, in fairness, he does. He has episode for season seven. He recaps episode two and three, but that is it. Interesting. So yeah, this is like the impromptu end of season six. Here, mm-hmm. we we this is what well, the end of what was I guess cobbled together as a double episode season finale. So. There's stuff that happens that both feels significant and cliffhangy and um, I guess like also some sort of closure. But yeah, there's I feel like there's going to be some odd limbo for like the next six, seven episodes that we recap in that I feel like there's a changeover that happens after those that doesn't happen between tonight's app and what comes next. So it's sort of like... A transitional period. A purgatory, if you will. <laughs> you mean that's not where we've been for the past? No, there's other words we could probably use for that. We've been in hell. <clears throat> um, yeah, so this is season six, episode 26. The Nasty-Minded Professor. Professor. Which is accurate. Yeah. He's pervy. Yeah, and this was another one I just wrote notes in order, in chronological order of of plot points, scene by scene, as opposed to storyline by storyline, which which may or may not be the best way to go through it. It doesn't really matter. We get to the same place at the end, which is head scratching. So, um, yeah, let's, let's talk and then evaluate. Okay. So where should we begin? Um, I don't even remember what the cold open was. It starts with Megan. And we're in Philadelphia still with them, with Megan and Coop and the nasty-minded professor himself, George Larner, Larner, I think we learned his last name. Um, And so she goes to him because he had insinuated that he would be waiting for her at his home after one of these many, many schmooze fests that's going on with like the medical staff and coop and she shows up to say i'm just here to clear up a misconception and he's like cut the performance i know everything about your past um and he's like i've seen your police record and the names of your clients which i'm like how does anyone know that how does anyone have access to all of that unless michael gave him some of that information um again michael gets off scot-free and the throwing megan to the wolves part of this storyline um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's weird that that dr george knows that much it's enough that he's just been told that like megan was a prostitute and for him to decide to be a horrible person um and and before he can push or intimidate Megan any further, there are these headlights coming straight through the front foyer window. Um, and it's his wife. She's home earlier than he expected. So, so Surprise! Yeah, he can't proceed with Megan. He, like, tucks her away and, and his, his plans with her are shot. Um, and so, so uh, for now, in a sense... She has dodged a bullet. Right. Um, 
And then we cut back to Melrose, and it's pouring rain in the courtyard, and Taylor is serving dinner to Kyle in her apartment. Um, and it's funny because she tells him that she's pregnant, um, and he like barely reacts because he knows. And, right, he already knows. And then she lies that he is the father, and he barely really acts because he knows that he's not, and she's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, and like, he plays along, um, but, and he feeds her a line about like, they can be honest with each other about anything. And then he lies and says he's thrilled about the baby. Um, and at some point it's like, he just keeps lying and creating this ruse with Taylor. But like, does he even still remember Christine? Like, does he remember that he's like trying to investigate what Taylor's secret is because he wants to find out? what was going on when Christine, fake Christine, came to town. I think eventually he says her name once towards the end of the episode. But otherwise, yeah, it's, just, get... it's just about, like, him lying to Taylor. Yeah, we do get, like, a little bit of of the um, of the Christine business, uh, like, ever so slightly. But I didn't quite understand why he was lying so much. Like, he would just was like, yeah, I love you. Do you know what I mean? Like, he was like, we're going to be a family. And it's like, I, I mean, there's... I mean, yeah, there's I mean, it's like... This and then not, but he was, like, really laying it on He's doing bad. it like they're in witness protection. And they're stuck with each other and they've just got to commit to a life of lies. Or, like, yeah. <laughs> or like they're the Americans on that show. And it's like the whole... They're spies. And this is just, like, they're put together. And this is the life they have to live. And it's like, no... You, you, you know, ask her the question already. Like, don't just keep perpetuating yeah. the lie. Yeah, like, I, I just was kind of, I'm kind of, he's dragging, this is just dragging. Like, I think that's it. It's another one of those storylines that they are just, like, painfully dragging out. And, and there's no reason to. Yeah, and the other thing is, they they sort of make it look like in doing this, he's giving Amanda all of the information she needs to feel okay to move on with her shitty new chapter of her life, abandoning Kyle right after the marriage has started, which like doesn't necessarily have to be the impression that is given in this recon mission, but here we are. Um, And then I think we go to the cold open and come back with Amanda telling we're at, her agency and Sam overhears Amanda telling one of her assistants um, that they're canceling the Jeff Baylor campaign. So Sam comes in and Amanda's like, yeah, his knee is mush and he can't do anything and it's really bad. And Sam gets like upset because she feels bad for what Jeff has lost. So Amanda like walks over with some tissues while, while um, Brooke Langton does some really bad fake crying. Um, and Amanda, who's like perpetually hungover or drunk just tells her to like like he's real fed up with it all and she's like just stick with billy like don't ever don't ever get with an athlete nothing good can come of that and i think that was all from that scene yeah pretty much so now we're back in philly again again coop is at another one of those schmooze events um and megan is nervous uh, and at one point, Coop excuses himself to schmooze with some other people. And George tells Megan that he got them a motel and he wants her to meet him at the next day, I think. Um, and she's looks like she's about to lay into him and stick up for herself when Coop comes back. So she doesn't want to ruin anything for Coop. Um, so she says nothing. And then we're back at Amanda Woodward advertising. And Rory comes in to buy Amanda lunch, and we know he's shitty again because he says, hey, dollface. And even she, like, makes fun of that. Yeah. She's cold, but she says she'll meet him at the jazz club at the upstairs uh, later that night. And then she's, like, on her way in a rush to a meeting. So she walks off, and he stays in the office and just starts going through her things. He starts rifling through her computer. um, And he's like, yep, that was a mistake. Leaving me all alone with all this personal information. He says to us, the audience. Um, And he like, is somehow able to open whatever files she has that like have her bank account. Her investments. 
It was all like he just like tapped the computer a couple times, and there was her whole yeah, it's life, like she, her whole financial like her life whole right there. Face account is right up there as like her <laughs> desktop. I don't know, but well, he sees, however, then, rich she is. Back then, remember we're at 1997. Banking wasn't online back then, was it? Oh no, it couldn't have been. I mean, yes, you could probably do some things, but I think people were still using like hard checks and checkbooks and going to the bank and things. So. Maybe she had an Excel file or something that was marked like my savings. I don't know. Was there Excel in nineteen ninety seven? There was by then. There okay. was that. Okay. Good lord. Um but yeah, they needed to take more security training uh at that company because um she made it easy. But also like why did she walk out of her office and like not see him out? Why did she not be like, okay, and I'm leaving and, after and get you? get out of my office, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. So then he wouldn't have been able to snoop in her Because then computer. he needed to see that that she had a lot of money. Which, so, okay, so we know he's bad, and now we know he's even worse. Um, and then, like, this was really confusing. At the Amanda Woodward Agency, there's a meeting with Amanda and Billy and Sam and Lexi who I guess that Sterling Conway company is one of their clients, but she's sitting there like she's just one of the gang. Like, it doesn't look like it's, it looks like it's an internal meeting. It doesn't look like it's a client meeting necessarily, especially because they all just know each other. But then Michael storms into the meeting to ask Lexi (laughs) where Peter is. How does Michael know she's there? Yeah. How, do, yeah. how does anyone know any of this? And like the timing, like the whole, even the room, like how does anyone know any of this? Okay. I'm sure this did not go unnoticed, but um, first of all, security is in the form of a poor Harriet assistant trying to get Michael out of there. So there was an attempt to keep Michael out of the room. Right. It's the whole like, oh, you can't go in there thing. Like yeah. that cliche. Yeah. But. Don't you think the assistant looks an awful lot like Sam's out-of-town friend? Oh, that's funny, because I thought she had Jane hair. I thought it was the same person. Oh, I could see that. She does look Megan Ward-esque. I was like, oh my god, she's back? I really thought it was the same actress who it's, was like... It is not, but I can definitely see that. Okay. All right. Because I was like, I, I was like, whoa, whoa. I did a double take. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like, that would have been great if they, just, if they just put that in there and then called no attention to it. That actually would have, really you know, I would have rated them higher. Yeah. But, you know, it could have been a thing that they did throughout the whole season, which they kind of did. A few times we had a repeat guest who was playing a different role they did do that a couple times including yeah, with Coop. yeah yeah but um yeah so so michael is asking lexi where's peter and and she's like he's in the sierras with dr visconti who is the psychiatrist so he's there to like help calm peter down give peter like the escape he needs to find serenity which like that's not thought, Peter's biggest issue right now. I thought I thought Peter was out there alone, and the doctor just let him use his cabinet. Oh, so well, we never see the doctor, so yeah, it's probably like yes, it is like okay. he he told him to go there and live in his cabin and yes. find serenity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, but yes, yeah, serenity is the least of his problems. Although and there's it phone. Seems, it seems like we've accelerated this issue with Michael. That is kind of like well, we always knew there was an issue with Michael, but all of a sudden this lawsuit is looming large. And there's a bigger sort of head butting heads between Michael and and Peter. So, yeah, it seems to have really happened overnight and off screen. Yeah, yeah, it's it, and now and then this whole thing with Michael. I've got to talk to Peter right away. I'm dropping the lawsuit. When when did he make that decision? I think right before he barged into this meeting room. Oh, okay. So we didn't. I was like, did I? No, miss we something? didn't see any of this. Okay. All right. So I didn't miss it. Okay. No, no, you when in doubt, you're never missing it. They just oh. didn't care. <laughs> they really didn't tell. Because, you know, sometimes I don't pay the best attention this season. It's a little... Yeah, like, I'll, uh, I'll let you know it. when you really missed something there, but no. Okay. It's really easy for my wa- mind to wander with the this The storyline beats you don't see are probably not there. 
Okay. <laughs> so basically, though, Le- Lexi gives up Peter to like the worst person in the world to give him up to. Like she and Michael didn't push too hard. Um, and and no, Michael he basically is, just asked. Yeah, he basically asked, and so like you know, Michael's off to the races at this point. We know he's going to the Sierras. Yeah, of course. Um. So meanwhile, Amanda's like, I have to get back to my office because I left the comparisons we need on my desk. So I thought, and maybe you did, oh, she's going to catch Rory yes. going through her shit. She never gets that far because on her way, she overhears Michael calling Taylor and talking to her about her pregnancy. Um, so now Amanda knows and she asks Michael about the paternity of course this is an easy out for michael he lies and says that it's kyle but like how long does michael think he can do this because like eventually some sort of truth is going to catch up with someone or maybe not or maybe not um you know babies don't last on melrose place but he yeah but he um yeah he lied very easily okay so then sam goes to visit the poor injured jeff who's like full of self-pity and finally lets out a bit of anger um i've been waiting for that i was surprised we didn't have it before he's just been kind of like a solid guy who took his injury in stride and he finally kind of explodes but then he quickly (laughs) apologizes and and she and he's like I'm sorry, it's just hard for me to let go. And she's like, I know, I'm bad at letting go, too. And he says he needs her, and then they kiss. So it doesn't look like they're over. Then we go to Kyle's, um, and Amanda and Rory show up. Amanda gets in a jab at Kyle. Well, not really a jab, but she says hello and congratulates him on uh, Taylor's pregnancy. Um, So Kyle doesn't really do anything to, you know, correct her or or like give up what he's doing um she and rory start dancing and while they're there billy and jennifer are alone talking he's saying he can't stop thinking about her and amanda's watching all of this and at first i thought oh she sees this and she's not dumb she's gonna figure out yeah billy and jennifer are seeing each other but then she sees one leave after the other and Amanda goes to the office where she like hears them kissing and they're idiots. They didn't lock the door. So she opens the door to see them making out. Um, Those kissing noises from behind the door. I mean, they were loud. They were loud. Yeah. Yeah. They were so funny. It was, it was hilarious. Anyway. And so Billy asks her to keep quiet and, you know, like Amanda sort of like hints that Sam won't care one way or the other. And, um, you know, she just kind of, tries to demean jennifer and she's like i don't care but we could use another round of drinks at our table um i like it because it's shades of like the old amanda like season two amanda um but the thing that like and they mention like oh later jennifer will say something like she's worried about uh what will jennifer say and billy's like oh please she was so drunk and it's like amanda's acting nasty she's lashing out in a lot of directions and they keep saying like yeah she was drunk but it's like she's not really acting drunk she's just acting truthful bitchy. and mean and bitchy and a little bit mean yeah uh, yeah um like she's certainly not acting drunk the way allison acted drunk or like even like when jane or someone who didn't technically have a problem like would act to show that like they're under the influence um Okay, so now Michael's finally caught up to Peter up in the mountains. He's fly fishing, and Michael shows up, and he wants to be rehired, and he's trying to say that he's going to drop the suit, and Peter won't have it and and walks away. Now we have the scene where Jennifer approaches Billy back at the complex, and she tells him that she's worried. But Billy is actually focused on, like, whether Sam is cheating. Like, he's hung up on the thing that Amanda said about Sam is too busy, she won't notice. And he, like, is consumed by the idea that, like, she really might be having an affair. And he asks Sam, uh, Jennifer when she was having dinner with Jeff Baylor in the last episode, which technically aired an hour earlier than the one we're currently recapping in real time, um, if Jeff had said anything. So Jennifer lies, and um, she, well, she, at least she plays dumb about not knowing about the affair. And then she's like, but I can say there is definitely a thing there. 
So that doesn't really help calm Billy down. Mm-mm. Now we're back in Philadelphia. Um, and Dr. George, the the nasty-minded professor, comes home to find that his wife has dropped by to talk to, or that Megan has dropped by to have a conversation with his wife. So I'm like, good for Megan for turning the tables and getting the upper hand. Um, brilliant. And she gets up to go, and uh, Dr. George walks her out, and... And Megan tells him, you are the sickest of all of the sick men that I have ever dealt with. And she says, I would hate for Nora, to f- his wife, to find out just how sick uh, her husband is. So she's, you know, trying to use leverage to protect Coop and make sure he gets that job. And now we're back in the mountains again with Peter and Michael. Again, remember, this is technically their season finale storyline. So here we are. They've apparently been... Going around and around in circles, and Peter has gotten them lost in the woods. And it's like pitch dark. Yeah, and now it's night. Um, and it's cold. Yeah, much. I said they realize that much like their storyline on this show, they have been going in circles. <laughs> um, and it's funny because Peter lists all the ways that Michael has wronged him. He's like, you lied to me about rage epilepsy. You tried to institutionalize me. Blah 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 blah. Which were things that did happen. But, like, as usual, Peter is completely exonerated from all of his wrongdoing on the show. You know, Alyssa was like, well, what about how you were abusive with Taylor? What about you were obsessed with Beth? What about how you kept trying to dress her up like her dead sister? What about, and I'm like, well, what about how you tried to kill Amanda? (laughs) What about how (laughs) you tried to get Kimberly from serving any time for blowing up Melrose? Yeah. So they don't list any of that. Um, and they sit down and like, they sort of like have aired enough of their grievances out. Um, it's, they've like pushed past the obstacle and they sit down as friends. And then of course it starts pouring rain up by them. Um, and then I think that's the end of the scene and we come, or the end of, there's a commercial break and we come back and it's morning. They've spent like all night stuck in the woods. Um, and they wake up, and I guess it didn't rain that much because, like, the sun is out and things look relatively dry. Uh, they start arguing some more, and then, of course, Peter falls down a hill. So he apparently has, like, right. twisted or sprained his ankle, and now he's got to rely on Michael to help him out. And then we're back at Amanda Woodward. Um, she tells the team she has a new campaign idea, um, and she calls in Rory. Lexi is there. Again, I'm not quite sure. Like, it's an idea for the Sterling Conway group, but I guess it was Rory's idea. So Lexi is stunned that Rory comes in. I guess she has not realized that once she unleashed him on Amanda, that he would suction himself so tightly to her in all areas. Um, But his idea is how to get men drawn to Sterling Conway is to use Lexi to, like, sex up the image of the company, which you really want to like so sexify your CEO, but so okay. stupid, but yes. And, and so then like the team is like fragmented here. Sam declares that it's a gross sexist thing. I'm team Sam here. Billy okay. says it's insulting. I'm team Billy here. I and then too. Amanda pushes back. Um, and then Lexi goes, yeah, this is crass, but, but I'll do it. She goes, my dad always said I could sell ice to an Eskimo. I can do this. And it's like, well, (laughs) if you could do that, why do you even need to hire an ad hoc ad agency? But whatever. (laughs) So Rory is apparently smart to these people. So dumb. All right. We're back in Philly. Coop and Megan are now house hunting. Um, they're looking at a place where apparently the upstairs and the kitchen are furnished, but the living room that we see is not. Um, and, and then the agent leaves and the two of them are left talking and Megan is like looking out. She's not looking at Coop and Coop is like standing behind her. And Megan says something like, um, this is perfect for you. And he goes, perfect for us. And she agrees. And then, in a completely unromantic development, Coop proposes 
He's not even facing her. It's like so unromantic. He proposes though, and she says yes, and then she turns around and they kiss. So, okay, my question here: I may have missed something, or I may just be dumb. The whole thing with Coop having that codicil where he could marry Lexi. Yes. Is that the whole thing where he's like gung ho and going to Philly and completely removing himself from any temptation there? Because like that's the only way he'll be good to Megan. Yeah, that was sort of the assumption that I made that he he was he was hot to get to Philly to kind of like get away from Megan so he wouldn't have the temptation of ten million dollars, which in fairness is a pretty big temptation. It is it is tempting. Yeah. Um. So. But nothing else has come up to like support that as a temptation for him. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And this is me just kind of like piecing together his behavior with what we know. But it's he's never actually like come out and said to somebody, oh, I'm doing oh, oh, I'm doing this because you you know what I mean? I mean, it just we may be proven wrong, but it does just seem like this is a storyline that has been dropped. But not really. But yes. I mean, like for now. For now, yeah. yeah, yeah, because whatever problems Megan is having with the George, the George professor guy, like that has nothing to do with Lexi or the codicil, right? And that's where we're we're primarily focused. Okay, so we go to um, we're back in LA. It's Billy shows up at one of the games that Jeff Baylor is coaching with these young kids, um, and he's standing back. Uh, looking at everything, Sam is there. Um, mm-hmm. And then they're like celebrating uh, one of the kids got a run or whatever. Um, he sees uh, Sam and Jeff kiss. So then Billy like reveals himself. He like shows up, goes right up to the mound. Um, and he like lunges for Jeff, but doesn't really get the punch in. So the two of them um, are like fighting and Jeff pushes back and like they bang into Sam and then Sam falls back and hits her head on a bat that is like standing upright against the bench. It's hilarious. Like the the odds of like that exact like timing and positioning and everything and for her to fall back and the head goes right into the upright bat. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is quite frankly where they should have Cliff hung either the previous or this episode. But they didn't. But they didn't. Um, and we're back uh, in the woods or the mountains with Michael and Peter. Um, so Peter, excuse me, Michael has made like a makeshift gurney out of branches for for Peter. And he's been lugging Peter up this hill that Peter <laughs> fell down, you know, and they're talking and they're talking. And they're like at the top of the hill. And so Michael's got holding Peter like a wheelbarrow and Peter's just like dangling down and and and. Peter's just like, you know, if you could just save us, I'll I'll sign whatever. You'll get everything back if you want. And then we see what Michael sees, but what Peter cannot see, um, which is a motel and like diner right there. Isn't it like burgers and beer? And so it's like food and shelter and everything. And um, uh, and Peter can't see it, but Michael's like, yeah, if I come through, you'll give me all of this. And Peter's like, yeah, and even more. Um, so, so I guess Michael's going to be in okay shape. Michael will be fine. Michael's always fine. Michael is always fine. Michael never pays for anything. No. Uh, so we're back in case you were worried about Samantha. We're at Wilshire Memorial where none of our doctors are. Um, and (laughs) so who's taking care of her? Billy and Jeff are now fighting in the waiting room. Um, and then Sam comes out and unfortunately she is fine. They're like, she might have a headache. Um, and Jeff like wants to take her away. And Sam very begrudgingly is like, well, I think I have to go home with my husband, which is what she does. So, which I kind of don't, I don't understand this because she went back to Jeff for a reason. Yeah. That's the thing. Like she's not sneaking around if she's cheering him on and kissing him at this public game. Yeah. Like she seems to have remade her choice. Yeah. And Billy finding her is essentially catching her in the act. Like you've made your choice and it's not Billy. And maybe Billy has to face that. 
Right. And both of them. Ha and, and so that's why I don't quite understand. And I think it would have been way better if she was like, I'm going home with Jeff. Yeah. Because, yeah. That's your season ending dramatic decision. Yeah. Yeah. Because like this whole thing of like, I, I like she doesn't want to be with Billy. I, I think that that is, was made abundantly clear when she went back to Jeff. Yeah. So, so this thing is now officially stupid. Yeah. As though it weren't before. Uh, yeah. Officially. officially that was, we've diagnosed it. It's officially stupid. Yes. Um, so it, Either Coop has apparently gotten the job or it looks even closer to being a sure thing. Um, and he's on his way to the house um, where Megan has gotten dinner ready, even though the living room is unfurnished. She's got like a whole little indoor romantic picnic thing with candles set up. Um, and this scene comes straight out of Pretty Woman. So the bad Dr. George comes in. Um, oh, he has made a reference to Megan's past to Coop before at the at one one of these like schmooze events, um, which has Coop a little bit confused about what he means about Megan's history. And then we cut to Megan in the house, um, and the bad professor starts to come on to Megan and like really almost like be be forceful. And right then Coop comes in. Um, punches the doctor and and saves Megan, who bursts into tears. It's actually a pretty well-acted scene for Kelly Rutherford. But this scene does come straight out of, like, the climactic moment of Pretty Woman, when Jason Alexander tries to do basically the same thing and Richard Gere comes in and clocks him. So, just saying, I know my Gary Marshall films. Um, <laughs> and... Then, what... Oh, oh, so we're back with Sam and uh, Billy in their apartment. Um, he brings her coffee. I think it's coffee. Could have been tea. I don't know. Um, she wants to talk, and he's being cold. He's got this, like, billowy pirate shirt on, and he's, like, really being very cold to her, um, but making no effort to work things out. He leaves, and on his way out, uh, he sees Jennifer, and, of course, she asks for Samantha because she's heard about what happened. Um and he's like, hey, lower your voice. Do you want everyone here to find out what's going on? It's like, do you know where you live? Do you know all the things that have gone on in the last six years of this place? Do you know all the things you've done in this place? You know, Alyssa's like, this isn't even the worst thing that's happened to him. I'm like, yeah, remember when Brooke died and came back as a ghost? <laughs> that was, that was, remember when Allison that, ditched that him worse. on their wedding, which was on that same exact patch of ground he's standing on now? That was all worse. <laughs> like, remember when you were possessed by Brooke's ghost? Yeah, that was worse. Oh, good lord. Um. So, so yeah, he basically like tells her to like lay low or keep a low profile about like saying anything about what's gone gone on between them. And now we're back in Philly again. Uh, Nora, the doctor's wife, sees Megan, who's like waiting outside while Coop is apparently quote unquote fighting for his job uh, uh, in a meeting with the other faculty, I guess. Um, so the wife, as we probably can assume, has known her husband is a lech all along. She says, yeah, George propositions women every year. <laughs> like this is the season. This is his fishing season. Yeah. Um, it's the season for being a lech. Yes. A lechy old man. And she's, you know, and she basically talks about his privilege. She's like, um, look, the whole university hospital system was built by his family. The Larner name is like everywhere you look on every building. She says he'll get a slap on the wrist, but you're in trouble. Um, and Coop's going to have to either choose between you or his career. So that sits with Megan. And we leave her and we go back to Kyle's where Taylor is mooning over him. And this is like when he finally brings up Christine's name, like 700 minutes into the episode. Um, and he says something about knowing what he has done. He could never be in a relationship again. Uh, he's acting dark, like Amanda level dark. And yes. and then Taylor says she has to tell him something, but she is afraid. 
And it looks like maybe they've gotten to a point where she's like comfortable and trusting enough with Kyle to finally open up and spill the beans on the last 12 episodes. But then Amanda barges in uh, and she does so with divorce papers. She's going to go back to the Dominican Republic again, um, this time to get a quickie divorce from Kyle uh, so she could marry. Well, actually, no, just to be done with Kyle. Right. And then Taylor also pushes him to sign these divorce papers because why not? She wants Kyle back. Um, he signs it, uh, and as Amanda um, like flees outside, basically with this big red coat like flying behind her, we hear some thunder in the background, and we cut to Rory in a cab on the way to the airport. It's now pouring rain again, um, and he's talking to someone about how he's landing a cash cow. Um, so we know he's bad. And now, and then he says, and if it doesn't go his way, she's going to have a little accident. So now he's even worse than we thought. He is worse. Can we just like rewind for a second back yeah. to um, Taylor and Kyle? Oh yeah, and yeah, of course. And all of that. When we were earlier in the episode, when she admits, when Taylor admits to to Kyle, she's pregnant and says he's the father and they start that whole thing. We're going to be a family. I love you. I love you. Tell me you love me. You love me. Oh my God. And now though, he's like, I'm not signing these divorce papers right in front of Taylor. Yeah. And he's like, Amanda, you don't want to do this. And Amanda's like, yes, I do. And he's like, no, really, you don't. I'm not signing this. And Taylor's like, sign the papers. What are you talking about? Sign the papers. Yeah. So I don't quite understand how the, how, how this was how they the writers kind of thought that they would pull this off because it it, it, even though because if you're saying you're committing to taylor and this new kid of yours then part of that commitment is you are ending this botched marriage in the first place right so he should have been like give me the pen you know, do you know what I mean? And then, like, yeah. maybe found Amanda later, but, you know, Amanda's not listening to him right well, now. Well, yeah, anyway. and we'll get to, like, one scene that mentions that. And they almost take it in the opposite direction. And then uh, 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 and then Kyle, like, has an excuse. But, yeah, it does not make sense. But nothing makes sense. I just wanted to point But, that yes, out. you are right. Okay. <laughs> no, good. Duly noted. Um... So Coop comes back to wherever they're staying and Megan has packed. Um, She's coming down the stairs with her bags and she goes, I'm not good for your career. And she's like, I love you too much to hurt you. And I have to go back because like, I'll bring you down. Um, And it's odd. It's oddly shot. The way the two of them are talking, there's a, a rare for this show. There's a rare long shot of the two of them in this room. Um, and then we like drop that and we come back to like the medium shots we're used to. And then Coop has a surprise, which is he chooses Megan. He says he told them to take their job and shove it um, and says, I'm not going to sacrifice our life together for anyone. Um, so things look fine and dandy for them, which is cool, except what he should have been able to do is leave Melrose and take her with him because they don't belong there <laughs> and they should be together at this point. I like them together. Yeah. Even if even if yeah. they've not made him make sense, um, I like him right now, and I like them together, and they're like our only hope basically at this point for people. So, right. so um, I'm happy about this turn of events, and I'm happy that this Philly story seems to be done. <sighs> yeah. And we're almost done here. Don't so- don't don't sound too relieved, guys. But yes. Um, Jennifer comes like storming into Kyle's at the upstairs saying that he's crazy to have signed the papers for Amanda to get the divorce. And he's like, well, what was I supposed to do? Taylor was right there. So it's like, okay, if you think that this is what you have to be committed to, then, then if that's the lie, like, then you would have had to like, then you wouldn't have stalled at all in the first place to your point. So yes, it's just, it's just dumb and faulty. That's all. Mm hmm. The whole thing. But he's like, I am committed to getting Amanda back. I have 48 hours and nothing will stand in my way. Um, oh, I don't know about that. And but then okay. we go to Amanda with Rory on their flight. Um, and she's looking forward to just ending the marriage with Kyle because she hates herself for 
making fake Christine be dead. And then Rory. She herself for loving you. I just had to say that. Well, I was like trying to find a way to really like twist it for what's going on here. And there wasn't. She hates herself for hating. Loving. Her. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't, it doesn't really work. But good, but good call on the Joan Jet. Um, and then Rory's like, yeah, and then we should get married right after. And she's like, no, you're an idiot. And then she's like, you know what? I will marry you because I don't deserve any better. Which is like, you know, I like oh, seeing the yeah. shades of old Amanda. And we've lost that. We're back with Amanda's stupid 2.0. That whole thing was so cringy. Yes, it was. Right? Like, it was so cringy. Yeah, I mean, like, it's lame and forced and overly dramatic and all of that. And also, like, I can't do any better than you. Like, she knows the guy's a scumbag. What is she thinking? Yeah. Yeah, like, you want to punish yourself? You already live in Melrose Place. Like, it's, you're, you're there. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the episode. And technically, and according to way, to the way Wikipedia and Hulu labels it, that's the end of the season. So we get these, like, so-so bonus episodes, bogus episodes, really, coming up next that we'll be recapping. And they're technically labeled season seven, but what they're really doing is extending and then wrapping up the current season six storylines. So in right. a sense, we're done. And in a sense, we're not out of the woods. So I don't think we see Michael and Peter in the woods anymore. We catch up to what's next for all of them. So yeah, in a sense, there are a lot of unanswered questions. What happens with Taylor's pregnancy and what happens with Amanda and Rory? Does she get the divorce? Does she marry him? Will Kyle find out the truth about Christine? What's going to happen with this Billy, Jennifer, Samantha, Jeff triangle, quadrangle? Um, will anyone ever care about Lexi? All of those things, questions uh, that, that live out in the ether. Uh, yes. But yeah. Uh, so I ask you, and I think I know the answer, Karen. Um, which do you rank lower, season four or season six? Uh, season four. Okay, that's what I thought. Because, I, okay, this season is bad, and I, but I don't actively dislike it. it it's more of a... Uh, like, like, it sort of feels anemic. Oh, yeah, that's a good word for it. It is. Like, like yeah. not... Like, like, season four was just awful and this is just kind of anemic like it's it's not painful to watch like there were times during season four where i swear dog i did not think i was gonna make it to season six <laughs> like i was like i quit i quit i can't do this anymore this is painful i know you did i know there were because i would get texts that were like really <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i can do this anymore <laughs> I know I made a commitment, but good lord. So, so, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. 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 Season four still is the worst. Well, season. good then. That gives me hope that you'll be able to tolerate season seven as well, which is like basically on par with this one. So let me let me ask you that same question. No, I had a harder time with season six than season four. And the difference really? for me was the difference for me was that at least we had our, our OGs in season four. Like I would I'd rather watch Jake and Jane and Allison and Sid deal with bullshit crazy storylines than than deal with some of these new players in in some of these like more traditional soapy storylines. I just care less about, say, Megan or Lexi or or Peter in the workplace than than I than some of like the ridiculousness of um well, of season four which went off the rails but at least there was still a history of of these characters and their interplay. Yeah, I guess maybe that I I think that is what made me so angry because we did all we we had our OGs we had our you know we had the dream team. And even they could not pull this out of the dumpster fire that was season four. <laughs> and so I think that maybe I'm like a little bit more like, I don't know, forgiving with season six in that. Tolerant. 
maybe yeah. a more tolerant. Yeah, because because if you think about it, the material that these actors are given, yeah, it's kind of benign and it's kind of soapy and it's kind of it doesn't change. It doesn't like you know change the change the genre. It's not they're not doing anything groundbreaking, um, and because of that, it's just kind of fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. like it's not good, but it's like it's it is what it is, and it's whatever. It's yeah. fine. Whereas, like, I don't know, and and can you imagine season four without with this cast instead of our OG? No, I may have in real time stopped watching. Yeah, because you know, if it was like Sam puts Billy in a psych ward or something like that, I mean, like, yeah, I really. I really would have like, had no. no I'd have been like, you do that. Stay there. I'm gone. Bye. <laughs> you right. Have a good time. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think if, if that makes sense, I think maybe like that, like it was so off the rails and so bad that not even our OGs could sort of save it for me. Yeah. So at least yeah, with that. this, I'm just kind of like, it's tolerable and whatever. It's fine. So having said that, do you have a favorite storyline or highlight of season six? I think it's going to have to be, I think the winner is going to be the um, Jennifer Billy storyline. Yep. That's it for me too. I really liked it. I thought it was really sweet and I thought Alyssa Milano was wonderful. And I think she gave a very good audition for Charmed because that's exactly what this role was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's where she will be leaving this show for eventually. I was gonna say, does she leave at the like when 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 does she exit for Charmed? Uh, I think you will see her in these leftover season six episodes, and then when the real season seven starts, I think you will not see her anymore. <laughs> she will be on to greener pastures. Yes, on to WBS pastures. Is that where Charmed was set, San yeah. Francisco? Yeah, San Francisco. Um, she moves up north. I will I will put in one plug because I don't think the storyline was any good, but Jeffrey Nordling as Eric Baines I thought was a good get. I thought he was really good on the show. Yeah, actually he was. He yeah I I can I, yes he was he was he was and I do like Megan like I still really like Megan and I root for her and I like and I like how she continues to be Michael's conscience yeah um I yeah like I, I wish eventually they just dropped the Megan Michael act then had her move on completely um and I don't totally buy her as the show's like new protagonist which seems to kind of be where they push her even more in season seven. But I like her. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess if in a series of not of low ish points, um, Craig's suicide is probably the lowest, mm. which yes. we've probably already forgotten about. I, I did forget. About I was that. like, Oh yeah, that was also this year. Yeah, I did forget about that. Well, let me ask you wow. this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. And then, guys, I promise we'll let you go. Um, do you like season five or season six more? Ooh. Which one was season five? That's when Taylor and Kyle come in. Right. And that's right, when right. everyone oh. else left. Okay. And that's what I, I, I think I like season five slightly better than season six because okay. I think that um, – even though the whole thing with Taylor and Peter was so painfully drawn out. Um, I, I think maybe the first half of season six was pretty good. I think it started to go the way of the dodo the second half. Yeah. But I think that it was a little spicy. It was definitely spicier. Season five was definitely spicier than season six. Yeah, I agree. And we had chat. Oh, so are you, are you, are you? Oh, I'm big. I'm much bigger on season five than I am on season six. Okay. Season five is a come down from where we were at its height seasons two and three. Um, but I still liked a lot of what we had going on. And remember, I still think it's Heather Locklear's shining moment too. Um, that is true. Yes. And, and, you know, and we still had Sid and stuff like that. Um, so, so yeah, I still, I still am partial to 
to season five. But for me, like season six, the magic is kind of gone, but I'm still, I'm still in for the ride. Yeah. The the magic is definitely gone. Like it's definitely, it's not the show it was. No. And I don't think anyone is trying to get it back. I think that's right. Yeah, and I think, but I feel like we're at that point of no return where you just can't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess for multiple reasons. Timing-wise, longevity-wise, cast-wise, writing-wise, life-wise, all those things. But yeah, it's gone. It cannot be. It's too late, baby. <sighs> so sad. It's And it's getting late for us, so we should stop this one. When you hear us again, guys, we will be digging into the premiere of the final season of Melrose Place. Wild. I can't believe it. I know. Long time coming. One more thing before I forget. <laughs> and then we're really gone. Um, you watched some of the show You, right? The, the one with Penn Badgley. I haven't watched it since. Yes. I, we watched... We eventually caught up with it. Watched seasons one and two. Season three just dropped. Um... We haven't watched it yet. We want to at some point. But you know what I found out? Marsha Cross is apparently on it. Oh, <gasps> ooh. So that that places it higher on my list now. Yeah. Yes, one more reason to watch. All right, so we're going to go to the boulevard. We're talking about right. stuff. It's yeah. going to be another surprise. Secret stuff. No That's right. Another, another surprise stuff. boulevard. Secret stuff. Um, although I know what I want to talk about. I well, I know what I want to talk about, talk so about. there we are. <laughs> so, um, if you're curious, which you know you are. Yeah, you are. There, um, yeah, head on over there and listen. Yep. And we'll be back in a week. So we'll see you then on the block. Take care till then. Bye. <laughs>